0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world.
1: Well, today we're sitting down to talk to two of our very close friends, Chef Miles Huff and uh, Mary Lee Carnes, both with the Culinary Institute of the South. Uh, Mary Lee is certainly not a name that is strange to anyone and when you think, at least when I think of the Technical College of the Lowcountry, I always um, think of Mary Lee as as everything. And Her title is the Vice President for Institutional Advancement and External Relations and along with that she's also the Executive Director of the Technical College of the Lowcountry Foundation. You've probably got one of the largest, longest business cards of anybody in the region.
0: 17 words, Bill.
1: And then also uh, honored to have uh, Chef Miles Huff with us. And, you know, if you haven't seen, I wish we could have, we were on camera today where you could see Miles's smile. I think he's got just a terrific smile and a guy that, uh, as you hear him talk today, you'll see the passion in what he does and how that comes. It'll come across the microphone very, very well. And he's the, uh, the Dean of the Culinary Institute of the South. He's been doing that for a little over three years now. And prior to, prior to that, he was the Culinary Coordinator at Tech Trident Technical College. He's also been a Culinary Instructor at Johnson & Whales, and, Wales, and
2: uh, adding in a, a Culinary Consultant. I think he's done it all. So welcome to both of you today. It's an exciting time
1: for uh, the region, and uh, lots of great things going on, but the one that we want to focus on today is the Culinary Institute of the South. First of all, congratulations on a fabulous name. I think that name Thank just you. speaks volumes to what, what this is. And Mary Lee, why, you've, you've been in this a little bit longer than Miles. Why don't you start off, if you would, and tell us how this kind of came to fruition, and then we'll move on and, and get to current-day topics with Miles. Well, it's a, it's
0: a great story. I keep it short, uh, and it starts in 2015. In 2015, Dr. Richard Goff has been at the college for just a little bit over a year, and I had been there for about eight months. And it starts when, when I answered the phone, uh, Dr. Goff? And he goes, will you join me for lunch on the island? We are going to, we have to tell two men that we are not going to build a culinary school. Oh. That is how all this started. Those two men happened to be John McCann and Frank Tirano. We met with them at um, Frankie Bones, Hill on Hilton Head. And John says to um, Rich and I, let me bring the big five together and let's talk about this. Let me pause. Rich and I had most inherited notes from the prior administration at the Technical College of the Low Country. So we were very open to meeting with that that came to be here at your offices, Bill. Um, The chamber hosted Sea Pines, Marriott, Weston, Omni, Surge Group. Um, They came with their chefs, they came with their HR directors, and, and we listened and they could not be denied. And what community colleges do is they serve the business communities um, in in the areas that it's it's our our mission. So thanks to this community, to this this local industry, we all now have the Culinary Institute of the South.
1: Marilee, that's a phenomenal story. And uh, just when they said it couldn't be done, you certainly demonstrated that it can be done and uh, I want to salute you and your leadership for, for getting it to where it is and then without you that wouldn't have happened and then you were fortunate enough to partner with a great partner in bringing in uh, Chef Miles Huff as the Dean of the Culinary Institute of the South. Chef, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about getting here and then where you've seen it go uh, to almost being ready to, for a ribbon cutting.
2: Yes, Bill, it was actually, you know, I, I remember we were at Trident and I was doing, I was working for uh, Bulldog Tours as a uh, food stop. And the Dean of uh, Trident Technical College, uh, Dean Sabo said, hey, I, I hear the Low Country, Technical College Low Country is thinking about building a culinary school and they could probably use your help. What do you think about going over, going down there and, and, and talking with them? And I said, well, you know, I'm kind of retired right now, I really don't have a whole lot going on. And. Of course, building a new culinary program uh, in the Lowcountry, it was just kind of intriguing. And so we went down and I went down and we looked at some locations, talked to Mary Lee and Dr. Goff and some local community leaders. And um, and then it it kind of went silent for a while, you know? And I'm thinking, well, wow, did they really uh, want to do this? And, you know, there, there's building a culinary school is not an easy feat. Um, when you look at costs, when you start looking at you know, um, obviously the jobs are there, but it's just an expensive venture. Um, so, um, then you know, and then it came down. To, um, I they asked me to be the dean, and um, it kind of grew from there. And and so you know, when you first co- when you first come on and you're telling people about the new culinary school, and, and you see this vision, okay, so think of it, okay, look in the sky, just think of how what it would look like, and you're trying to build this building with an imagination. Now, you know, we can actually go in and we can see the steel. We can see the we can see all the fixings going in and we're ready to open up. So it went from that vision now to reality where we're actually opening the doors and students are going to be walking in. And um, so it's going to be an exciting time.
1: I was fortunate enough to to get a tour from both of you probably two months ago. And I was I expected big things, but I was amazed Mm -hmm. of just how big this is and um, uh, you know as with the steel up and being able to see the layout of the cooking kitchens and the classrooms and those things i was totally blown away and i can't wait to get back uh, next month and and see it when it's when it's completed tell us about uh, as far as the workforce pipeline we know that workforce shortage not only in the low country but across the country Um, tell us a little bit about how you seeing the culinary institute Helping fill some of those needs and how it really goes just beyond helping out restaurants.
0: Well, l- let me start because I want to start with why we named it the Culinary Institute of the South. And we named it in order to optimize building workforce here in the Low Country. Um, you know, we talked about the Culinary Institute of the Low Country, the Low Country Culinary Institute, and when it was suggested out of our marketing lee copeland coloring institute of the south we all had to take a breath because that is a name that we all have to live up to Mm -hmm. so are we willing to live up to that and we are willing to live up to that but what that means for recruitment and um, chef has already experienced this we're getting calls from texas from florida from north carolina from tennessee because everyone can identify with the South. Um, being from central Pennsylvania, I didn't know what the Low Country is until I came down here. But I had my image of the South. So the Culinary Institute of the South speaks to everyone.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, actually, when I heard Culinary Institute of the South, I said, boy, you, you're really biting off a big chunk here. You know, when I was in Charleston, of course it was Culinary Institute of Charleston. Um, and that was, you know, Fairly local, but that's that's a big ask. And she's right. So we've been getting calls from all over uh, the South and people coming to visit and very curious about what is this going to look like. And obviously, too, uh, looking back at it, um, currently, uh, you know, where Bluffton is the second fastest growing place in South Carolina behind Fort Mill, uh, which is a suburb of Charlotte. So, the job opportunities, the growth that you see, the excitement you see here, nestled, you know, right in between Charleston and Savannah, uh, with the opportunities and the opportunities to travel and do different things, uh, it was it was long overdue, and uh, I think it's going to serve the community well.
0: How it serves rec- um, recruitment and 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 workforce. Um- is that there's a fun fact, and I learned this fun fact from from Chef. Um, I have since seen it repeated nationally and in other schools. Um, if we can bring a student here, we have a 72 percent chance that in, that individual will stay here. That individual will live and work here. Conversely, what was happening? Is that the students, especially out of the uh, Beaufort County School District's culinary program, those students who wanted to go on were going to Charleston, were going to Charlotte. We're not going to get them back. Mm-hmm. So now, now we've empowered ourselves to to recruit recruit in and keep students here, but. Perhaps more importantly, it's about how it serves the, the local citizens of the low country, giving them the opportunity for family-sustaining jobs in the number one economic driver in our area, resort, tourism, and, and food service. You know, most community college students, what they want to do is they want to live, love, work, and worship in their communities. You know, What we are doing with the Culinary Institute of the South is giving them the opportunity to do that in, in a financially healthy um, job for their families.
1: That's a terrific stat,
2: and that's mm-hmm. one that uh, will certainly use as well mm-hmm. oh. well so surprising you too bill i was reading a statistic the other day since uh, you know with COVID hit uh and i you know really it really not, has not hurt our industry you hear a lot how it's hurt the hospitality industry it is not uh, we have more jobs uh, but because of the great need now uh for employees um the hospitality industry salaries have gone up almost 30 percent Uh, since COVID. Uh, That's the need. Um, Bonuses, uh, unseen bonuses I've never seen before just for signing on and hanging out. Uh, They've gone from, you know, having a full-time job. You can work part-time, you can work one day, you can work all week. They'll take almost anything. Uh, So it's a lot more flexible now. We're seeing, but we're seeing unseen salaries now and our students are just Smiling at those salaries, going like, "Oh, that can be me very soon." So it's 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 really done a lot, um, you know, being here and, and watching that. Chef, when you're at uh, uh, maximum enrollment, what will that number look like? Uh, with the facility the way it is now, if I do my classes right, I can get between three and four hundred. Um, Matter of fact, we start classes again on October 14th, and I was just told by my administrative assistant, we have 49 new students, brand new, uh, in addition to the ones that we already have. As you know, we bought uh, or we... uh, we built a kitchen at New River um, a little over a year ago, so we started the program a little over a year ago, and we probably had close to 75 students now, close to 100, um, but uh, so we'll have that cadre of advanced students also moving into the new facility, so we're, we're growing pretty fast. Will our residents have uh, be able to come to the Culinary
1: Institute of the South, and if so, what can they experience there?
2: Well, obviously, we'll be running a lot of uh, continuing education classes. Um, uh, We were actually interviewed yesterday by Sun City News and, um, of course, everybody in Sun City. We actually have currently have Sun City uh, uh, residents in our classrooms. You know, they don't want to wait for the continuing education class. They want to be in now. Uh, I always love to tell us a story. Yesterday, they were looking into the lab as the students were doing their practical for their final. And uh, we have a Delta Airline pilot. Um, who was a retired Navy F-18 fighter pilot. And he just loves to cook. Obviously he's not making a career change from Delta, but um, just excitement, you know, so we, we have uh, students in our program right now um, in their late sixties. And then we have the 18, 18, 19 year olds coming out. And then those mid range uh, students as well who are making career changes. It's an exciting time indeed. Tell us what, uh, when somebody walks in the door,
1: Take us through the building. Describe what the building looks like and, and what they'll find. I start. Okay. <laughs>
0: He's going back to a comment you made, um, uh, Bill. That it's, it is. It's 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 big and it feels big, but it also feels big because of the potential you feel when when you walk into the Culinary Institute of the South. Um, when when you walk in, it's an impressive lobby. Um, to the left is now the Montage Paul Buff Culinary Auditorium. To the right is a very, very, very special place. And I would like, because of how strongly Chef feels about this particular space, I would just introduce it and then I'll let him speak to the passion about it. Um, But the culinary school will have a food museum in it. And this is a museum for food, particularly of the history of Southern food and Southern food um, culture. Um, I will speak to, if if I, I may have already said this, but you know, this is all locally funded. And one of the reasons why we were able to do this is that we were able to use hospitality and accommodation tax revenue, we being the county, to help fund the culinary school. Um, In order to honor those funds and to steward those funds, we have a small but mighty, mighty space of 900 square feet that is a food museum that is intended to attract visitors locally and regionally for history in our beautiful food culture.
2: Yes, it's extremely exciting for me, Be me you know me being uh, born and raised in, in South Carolina, southern boy, and to tell the story of food and culture from the south. Um, it'll be a part of our legacy once we're long gone, and it's a rich, rich uh, history. Uh, Bill, um, actually, when you enter the food museum, uh, the question we want you to ask, because we are there again, we are a, a building of learning. Uh, so, do you think you know Southern food? <laughs> so we'll have a lot of Q and A kind of tips as you go through, uh, talking about Southern food, you know, different types of foods from the South. How did ochre get here? L- we love to claim boiled peanuts, but were they really from the South? So how, how, you know, how much do you really know about Southern food? And then obviously right in the nucleus or right in the center of this food scene is going to be a 12 foot uh, table it's almost like um, the old farm table that you may, you, your grandparents may, may have had. My mother was one of uh, twelve uh, kids, and we had such a table. And how many stories were told about around that table about food uh, and about farming uh, and being in a rural area. And uh, actually, the the Woodworkers Guild from Sun City will be building the table, and they're very proud. Uh, we're going to see a full scale mock up on Monday, and. Um, One of the biggest features of the South is rice. You know, back in the early 1700s, rice was king. It was the most successful of the 13 British colonies because of rice and what rice fields made to South Carolina. I understand from the History Channel, you can actually still see the rice fields from space. So uh, these legs uh, on the table and this feature table are going to look like rice gates that will actually, you know, used to let the water in and out of the rice fields. So we're going to celebrate that rice culture. And that's just one small story. Of of food of the South. You know, when we start talking about different types of barbecue, and everybody has their own way of barbecuing. Um, And just the things that we grow here, our seafood, I mean, we're right on the coast, oysters, shrimp. It's so, you know, we're so blessed to have that. Blue crab, some of the best blue crab in the country is found here. So to be able to tell people uh, coming in or visitors coming in, Uh, about those stories is going to really, hopefully when they leave, they will be so excited. And we want to keep turning those displays over and over and keep telling more and more stories. When you think about Texas, New Orleans, Appalachia, there's, you know, in the mountains, there's so many other stories that we can tell.
0: So as you continue to walk through the culinary school, since we're, that's what we're, we're doing from the food museum there's the teaching restaurant that is open to the public where the public are going to really enjoy the, um, the talents of the students. Um, but that's also a, a teaching space. So do you want to talk about the?
2: Absolutely. You know, when we actually built the building, uh, I really looked at every space available uh, and, you know, and I said, well, can this be a lab? Can this be a classroom? It's just not space. And obviously one class will feed into the other. So yeah, if you happen to have, uh, if you make reservations and you have reservations in the restaurant, now you've gone to the food museum and you've talked about rice and you've seen and red peas, now you can experience maybe that shrimp and grits or that fried green tomato in our restaurant. Um, it's one of the last classes our students take so the students will be cooking uh, in the restaurant and students will also be serving in the restaurant if you continue to go around we also have a cafe um, that's run by management students as well advanced management students Um, and we will have a grab and go there and it's open to the public we'll have a grab and go uh, uh, counters there Uh, you can get fresh coffee and and which everybody's waiting for a lot of our baked goods that our students are uh, currently doing will actually flow into the cafe and they will be for sale. So whether it be for Kasha, whether it be it's pies, cakes, um, uh, cheese, Danish, you name it, they're gonna be doing it and it will all be for sale. So, you know, food is a byproduct of our education. So if you were to wrap around, if we could keep, continue mm-hmm. to go through there, we have a beautiful baked lab. Um, so, and it's there's a lot of glass there. So people go, I'm, I'm assuming people are gonna just stand there and watch our students bake all day uh, and to be able to smell those cinnamon rolls as they as they roll out of the bake lab. And then if you were to wrap your way around, uh, we have a huge, uh, Food, food storage area for receiving. Uh, that is another class uh, for students to take. So they'll know how to order food, receive it. They'll know how eggs are packed. They'll know the difference between flat leaf parsley and cilantro, for example. Um, it's really fun sometimes to actually watch them and go like, what is this again? And they experience uh, you know, as it comes off the truck what that looks like. So they'll learn that aspect of it. And as, as a chef, they need to know what things cost and how can you cross-utilize food. And if you wrap yourself around there then you'll run into our culinary labs and we kind of mimic the same culinary labs that we have at New River um, and they're wide open and technology is going to be the key there. We have smart ovens with Wi-Fi. You can actually turn it on from home. Um, it can cook simultaneously six different items in one cabinet. There's no cross utilization of, of from shrimp to steak to whatever you happen to have in there if you have to have allergens. And this is a technology that our, uh, our restaurants on the island are using. So we think it's very important that our students are familiar with that. So when they go out of the industry, they're already familiar with this technology and they can work it. Uh, and then I'll let Mary Lee take you upstairs. <laughs>
0: I will take you upstairs. Before we go, I do want to mention that the community support just goes on and on and on. And the cafe is the Clist Cafe. Uh, Todd and Liz Clist has named the cafe. The kitchen that serves the um, teaching restaurant is the Surge Showcase Kitchen as the, the two larger kitchen labs next to the auditorium is a U.S. Foods Innovation Kitchen and this Sea um, Pines Teaching Kitchen. Um, so we are continue to be supported by, by the community. And as we go up the steps, that is where most of our classrooms are. And I think we have eight mm-hmm. classrooms. Um, up the steps or up the elevators, um, your choice. Um, beautiful space for um, a, a students to study, you know, as a wide open space. Three classrooms at the kind of what I consider to be the front of the building are totally glass and enclosed. Those walls move so that we have an event space. And it's not that we, the college, has an event space, but the community has an event space, um, which is just beautiful. Um, going back around, there's probably, probably about four more classrooms, and then the Hit On Head Wine and Food Dr. Bob Homan Student Resource Center is, is also on that, on that hallway. We also have another half acre that we can build on. Um, so of course we're feeling that we need to build right away. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Goff may not think so.
1: (laughs) Well, that's, that's really exciting. And chef, I'm hungry right now. Just listening to you describe the experience and and what your students will be preparing and, and the public having access to be able to go in and, and enjoy, uh, what they prepare and watch them do that in, in their craft and things. And, and then Mary Lee, I think, um, you know, you probably feel like this has been a lifetime, but this is such a, a large project. Mm-hmm. But I, I continue to be amazed just how quickly it has all come together. You all might not feel like that, but uh, as a guy sitting outside looking at the terrific work you all and others have done, it's it's just amazing to me.
0: It does feel like it's really been a blink. Um, I you know Chef and I have talked many times. We, we've been kind of partners in, in this for through the years. Um And we have said to each other that we cannot lift our foot off this pedal, you know, for the, what, since 2015, um, let's keep that. And we still can't, we still can't. It is not done. There's, there's still a lot, you know, still a lot to do. Um, but it's for, for me professionally and personal personally. It has been a privilege to work with the indiv- individuals and organizations that have had the opportunity to work on this project and others. Um, the only reason why this is happening is because of the organizations and the individuals that came together to make it happen. Um, it cannot be done by the college alone. It could not be done by chef alone. Um, this community built the Culinary Institute of the South. It belongs to, it belongs to this community, and, and all of us should be proud of it.
1: I agree. And when you bring a, a great community together, business and government together, mm-hmm. wonderful things can happen. And the Culinary Institute of the South is a perfect example mm-hmm. of, of just that. Um, I know that um, you've got a big event coming up. And before we go to the big event, let's. Uh, everybody listening today might not be aware of the location of the Culinary Institute of the South. So I thought maybe it'd be good to touch on that for a minute.
0: So do you know, we looked at, at the very beginning, starting about 2016, 2017, we looked at a number of sites. Uh, one was on our current New River campus along 278. Um, we looked here on the island, at sites, uh, we looked deeper into Oakady. Um, um, at sites, and we looked at the in Bluffton and at the Buckwater Place Commerce Park, which at the time did not have much of what it has um, right now. Uh, that happens to be an MCIP. So for all the partners that were coming together. Beaufort County uh, Council, the city of Bluffton, um, and the Beaufort County School District to help make it possible. And MCIP was something that, that could help us bring the funds to, you know, to the table. However, at the same time, it was also the best location. Reason being, it's really at the heart of the, the college's service area. We're looking at 30 minutes from Northern Beaufort County, 30 minutes from Hilton Head, 30 minutes from Savannah, um, but also in reach of Jasper and Hampton counties in, in particular, so that the importance to the college is to being accessible to all students who want to further their careers, want to further their education. So the Buckwalder Place Commerce Park Really was that was that sweet spot? Everything kind of came together. It's, uh, to, you know, at that at that point. So that's how we got to that location.
1: A lot of uh, due diligence was done, obviously, and uh, super mm-hmm. location.
0: It is a really good location.
1: Let's fast forward now to uh, your your big event that's coming up uh, sooner than than probably what we all think. But uh, talk to us about the chef's table and a little bit about what the evening will will uh, be, and really the significance and the importance of why y'all do it.
2: Well, the chef table event is November 11th and it will be, um, Sea Pines there again, will host it as they did two years ago. Um, and it's a, it's a, a fundraising event for the, for the school. And, you know, they're going back to, uh, what Mary Lee has said, you know, just the, the outpour of support that we've had since we've, uh, since we started this, this, this uh, road. It's amazing to me. It's it was almost like people would just say, hey, do you, they would never tell me no. Do you need this? Do you need that? What do you need? And they always came back to support us 100%. So we'll be hosting that event as well. Um, Robin Davi Jr. will be there um, as he's a huge supporter of, of our program. And so it's a, a, it's a, we have a silent auction. We have a, a live auction. And it's a, I think it's four, four courses, five courses, a so sit-down dinner. Very elegant. Uh, we'll have our d'oeuvres and um, you know wine to you know so people can actually browse around meat and look at the solid auction items. So it's a night it's a night of celebration. Uh, but it's a night of also um, getting out and meeting other people. And we were sold out of the event like after like one week when we were actually started advertising it. So it's become one of the events to be at. Uh, I'd like to say the event, but it's one of the events to be at now uh, in the fall. And it's our, our, our huge fundraiser. And it, it also, we utilize our students. Our students can actually come out to Sea Pines, they can meet other chefs who have volunteered their time to come out to make sure we're successful. And it's all on a volunteering basis. I mean, that's just, to me, it's just, it overwhelms me when I think about the talents there and they're giving their time and the support that they give us and our students.
0: It is, it's a a fundraiser and also a celebration of of the industry we all rely on that brings us our quality of life here in Beaufort County in in the low country. 15 of local professional hugely talented chefs volunteer their time and their talent at at this event. Um, to watch them I get goosebumps thinking back in 2019. Um, I, I get the privilege of being able to scamper all over the place. And so I scamper back into the kitchens. And to see those professional chefs with the students, it's, it's really a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, and to feel Harbortown Clubhouse, we're very grateful for, for Pines for giving us the you know the opportunity to build awareness of the technical college of the low country in a very important market and area for us on Hilton Head Island. Um, and then to be able to fundraise for the Culinary genome you know, Institute of you Know of the South, um, is I mean it, it's 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 the most significant fundraiser now that the college that the college does, um, and Sea Pines is very committed to to hosting it for many many years. I hope they're listening. Many many years. <laughs> That's
1: right. That's right. Well, congratulations on the, the great partners that you've brought to the table and uh, all that you've you've been doing. We look forward to to continuing to follow, continuing to partner, and and help as this moves forward. Um, Mary Lee, you mentioned quality of life, and I think in closing that that really sums it up for us. And the Culinary Institute of the South not only enhances our workforce, but it's also going to enhance the quality of life for our residents and our visitors. And uh, on behalf of the Chamber of Commerce, I'd just like to say thank you to each of you, to the leadership at uh, TCL, and, and should say Technical College of the Low mm-hmm. Countries, Dr. Goff likes for us to say. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, but just an amazing job. We look forward to the, the opening. And then uh, after we've been running for a few months, let's do this again. Let's, oh, let's talk about the, the progress that's been made. Maybe bring a student with you and, and oh, that uh, would be great. go from there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That would be great. We would, and, and, of course, once we open up, we invite everybody to come over and take a look. Um, come and dine in our restaurant. Come and eat some of our food out of our cafe that's gonna be produced by the students. So um, they're all excited, we're excited. So um, it's gonna be a a big event.
1: Well, we're looking forward to being there. And today we've been talking to Chef Miles Huff of the Culinary Institute of the South, and then also Mary Lee Carnes and also with the Culinary Institute, but with a a broader title uh, with the Technical College of the Low Country. Congratulations again to both of you, exciting times and without your leadership, I'm convinced that we wouldn't be where we are today. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill.
0: Thanks everyone for listening. Never miss an episode of the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast by subscribing to our channel on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, and Amazon, just about anywhere you can get the Chamber Channel podcast. Take a moment and give us a five-star review. That stuff really matters and will help other people listen to the Chamber Channel.